and welcome to the show. First, this. You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. The following presentation is intended for immature audiences. So to start things rolling this week, we have Beans on Toast and The Commons. Well, if you don't take down this fence, I'll hop over it anyway. I've done some reading and things don't have to be this way. You're worried I might climb the wall and stumble across your family tree. I bet you there's some roots down there you don't want me to see. Because your ancestors, they stole this land Fenced it off in a power grab And ripped it from beneath the feet Of the folks who used to dwell on it Drilled it into the consciousness For a couple of hundred years And now it's so ingrained That no one even questions it Who can go where? Who owns what? How much land have you got? Because we're craving birdsong And a lonely sunrise An ancient tree and wildflowers In the summertime Swimming in the lake Sleeping beneath the stars These simple things They are inherently ours But when one man owns 15,000 acres Well that doesn't sound fair To the common folk of England Class, money, power And land ownership Who gets to decide What's in the national interest This is more than just a fence Around the countryside By fencing off the commons They're fencing off our minds And we're only given access To a smidgen of our rivers And we're going stir-crazy In the towns and the cities Knowing nature can feel that hole just need a ride to roam Oh, we just want to walk the land Treat it like common ground We want to feel at home And welcome in nature Stop saying that the country's full And hiding it behind a wall Well, anyone who crosses Gets labelled a trespasser Who can go where? Who owns what? much land have you got? Because we're craving birdsong and a lonely sunrise An ancient tree and wildflowers in the summertime Swimming in the lake, sleeping beneath the stars These simple things, they are inherently ours Where one man owns 50,000 acres Well that doesn't sound fair To the common folk of England Well if you don't take down this fence We'll hop over it anyway 
we come in numbers and things don't have to be this way just hung here i missed easter completely if it hadn't been for the fact that i phoned my mum up i would have never known it had been easter anyway so therefore i missed those easter bunnies laying those chocolate eggs everywhere but that's okay because i don't eat chocolate it burns me anyway here we go here's a poem if you like or not easter although nice for us for animals not so much really Families go to local farms for baby lamb touchy-feely. The value for us humans is to have a spring holiday. Their value is dependent entirely on what they weigh. Then they go back home for dinner to a roasted leg of lamb, a baby stolen from its mother. If human, it had been a pram. Cognitive dissonance in extremity no wonder the world has gone mental giving up meat doesn't mean you have to eat lettuce leaves and lentils although not my first choice there is plenty of stuff in the shops i couldn't believe my eyes when i googled vegan pork chops why do vegans eat food that looks like meat I'm very often asked, although sometimes they look at me like I'm an alien, a very stark contrast. I always respond with, I personally don't, but I mostly presume. It replaces a familiar taste that corporate greed would usually assume. However, many that do, don't do it for a healthier life. It's totally for the animals to save them from the butcher's knife. There are many reasons to become plant-based known, Animal agriculture uses 83% of all the crops that are grown. At the current rate of over-farming, there's a scary estimate that the soil will be gone in a 100 years. Think now, before it's too late. The animal need not be slaughtered to put them on your plate. Remember the fluffy lamb you cuddled? Well, now you know it's fate. Yes, and now you know it's fate. Well, that's if you didn't already and you just ignored it and it ended up on your plate. Anyway, um, you know me, I'm a bit of a sort of rebel, so I want them to kill the bill. You know the one I'm talking about. This is a song from 1997, the Terrestrials and Kill the Bill, relevant now as it was then. Oh, 
Yeah, and so they should. God, don't they ever stop these people. Anyway, starkle, starkle, little twink, here in the land of grey and pink, I'm running out of magnetic ink. That's what I said. At least I think. Oh, and now a poem called, for no explicable reason, The G-List. What a crappy government. Did they ever get Brexit done? Maybe they were too busy partying and having government fun. They're certainly not trying to make life better for the remainder of the nation. Can you see their train of thought? It's already left the station. There isn't one amongst them I trust to tell the truth. They no longer try to hide it, so need no need to be a sleuth. To get to the root of the problem, which is hidden in plain sight, they are currently attempting to remove everybody's human rights. If you haven't noticed anything wrong, you haven't been paying attention. This is, it seems, an appropriate moment to give their drug war a mention. They still lock people up for growing a bit of weed whilst allowing their chums to grow tons and tons. Tell me that's not pandering to corporate greed. Cannabis use was only criminalised by a bit of political trickery, although it was by a Tory. I believe they're all as slippery. A Tory MP with his private members bill knew what he was about. Getting cannabis put in the dangerous drugs list and methylamphetamine taken out. But that's just a personal thing and something that could easily end. But due to hypocritical ideologies on prohibition, they continue to spend. So they've raised all the taxes and debt and indexes and shit, which actually isn't necessary. Not one tiny little bit. They are the government of spending cuts, except on the dinner plates. Expenses, wage increases, and of course... Don't forget their mates. Egged on by the right-wing propaganda machine, looking for someone to blame. Those bullies pick on the most vulnerable because they simply have no shame. Stopping refugees in tiny boats is their number five priority. Whatever religion they follow, life is sacred. So where is their piety? The problem only started because the government shut the door, which had been left open admittedly by another lot before. They were already many in the backlog, since funding was reduced. Deliberately ideological is what I believe is the truth. They deliberately call them migrants, which stirs up racial hate. Then everybody thinks they're coming here and stealing off our plates. The only reason they stir this up is to grab those angry votes while people get put in concentration camps straight off the tiny boats. Maybe not concentration camps, just old army camps and barges. Didn't someone recently say some politicians have turned into pound shop farages? I don't know what all that means and this will probably sound quite daft. The reason I've kept repeating it was because it seemed to make you laugh. If it wasn't that beggars the question, why did you continue this long? If you're listening to this on demand, just f fast forward with a really good song. If not, sit back, enjoy the ride. It honestly won't take that long.
Well, speaking of really great songs, here's David Bowie with The Wild-Eyed Boy from Free Cloud from the Space Oddity album. Um, I took this album with me to Canada in 1974 on a ship. The first time I snogged my love, you know, Mary Jane. I mentioned her before. Anyway, so here we go. David Bowie.
dreadful cry As the rope began to rise For the smile stayed on the face Of the wide-eyed boy free crowd And the women watched crowd Clutch the heart of the crowd As the boulders smashed down From the mountain's hand And the magic and the stare Of the wild-eyed boy said At this rate, I'm not going to have any poems left to read. So, um, in future, there's going to be less poems. Hooray! Shouts everybody. And more fabulous music. So, on that happy note, let's have another song. What can it be? Guess.
Well, obviously that was the Cranberries with Zombies. Next, it's John Cooper Clark with Twat. And I'm making no apologies for it whatsoever. Yes, I'm a foul mouth. Like a nightclub in the morning, you're the bitter end. Like a recently disinfected shithouse, you're clean round the bend. You give me the horrors. Too bad to be true. All of my tomorrows are lousy cause of you. You put the shat in shatter, put the pain in Spain. Your germs are splattered about, your face is just a stain. You're certainly no raver, commonly known as a drag. Do us all a favour, here, wear this polythene bag. You're like a dose of scabies. I've got you under my skin. You make life a fairy tale. Grim. People mention murder. The moment you arrive, I'd consider killing you if I thought you were alive. You've got this slippery quality. It makes me think of phlegm and a dual personality. I hate both of them. Your bad breath vamps disease, destruction and decay. Please, 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 please take yourself away like a death at a birthday party. You ruin all the fun like a sucked and spat out smarty. You're no use to anyone. Like the shadow of the guillotine on a dead consumptive's face. Speaking as an outsider, what do you think of the human race? You went to a progressive psychiatrist. He recommended suicide before scratching your bad name off his list and pointing the way outside. You hear laughter breaking through, it makes you want to fart. You're heading for a breakdown, better pull yourself apart. Your dirty name gets passed about when something goes amiss. Your attitudes, platitudes, just make me want to piss. What kind of creature bore you? Was it some kind of bat? They can't find a good word for you, but I can twat. Ah, very kind, very hard. Well, by now, if you've heard any of the shows, you'll know that that means it's time for the adverts. And first, it's the advert for the Spring Fate. The Just Be Kind Spring Fairy Fate is coming to the Retreat Animal Rescue High Holden in Kent on Saturday 20th of May 12 till 4pm. This event is free to the public and will be a theatrical blend of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream, Labyrinth, Woodland Creatures, Fairies, Elves, Trolls etc. Visitors and participants are invited to dress up Delicious food and drink will be available from the Retreat Cafe. Stores selling gorgeous clothes, jewellery, candle soaps and many other delightful trinkets will be at the event. Entertainment will be provided by various entertainers, singers, thespians. There'll be a yoga workshop, Gaia telling stories, the king of the elves, children's activities and other wonderful performers. All proceeds go directly to the Retreat. Once again, 
the Just Be Kind Spring Fairy Fate, Saturday 20th of May, 12 to 4pm at the Retreat Animal Rescue, High Holden in Kent. Looking forward to seeing you there. Fairy blessings. Next, of course, it's a mention for Borrowfest. Whether you're up for a chilled weekend with friends or an action-packed weekend with the Borrowfest community made up of like-minded people, the 14th to the 17th of July is a weekend you and your friends will not want to be missing out on. Borrowfest 2023, set in the private grounds of an old stately home with breathtaking scenes in its very own 40 acres of beautiful countryside. Overstone, Northamptonshire. Tickets from Eventbrite. Still waiting to hear about the um, the 5th of August. I'll let you know when I get any more information. And of course, well, next week it's... Oh no, it's this week, isn't it? Of course, God, I'm so dumb. It's 4.20, if anyone knows what that is. Anyone going to Hyde Park? I'm going to attempt it, but it'll all depend on how well I can breathe on the day, which, you know, to be honest, most days isn't that well. But hey, you know, life goes on. Toodle pip. Um, back to... Um, well, would you, Adam and Eve, it another poem? This one called Don't Eat the Cleaner. Amazing what you can achieve using quantum mechanics to communicate with inanimate things. Aided, of course, by Genevieve, in the absence of our good friend String. He's gone off to be in the movies. He proper makes me laugh. A bit like last year when he told me he'd like to become a giraffe. Anyway, he did get in movies before, but couldn't secure a fee. None of the agents would pay him for saying... They pay for what they can see. Anyway, I wasn't talking about him and his fibernetic guff, and as for all the movies he's been in, nobody gives us stuff. Today, I changed all my bedding, and it's quite a formidable task. I get out of breath making a brew, so that lot made me gasp. I used to have a cleaner that changed the bedding for me, washed my dishes, whatever she liked, and sat for a chat and tea. I found out she was corn-fed vegan, and... Though I'd been on a fast, she was the one to break it, a truly sumptuous repast. I did not waste one little bit, though, so no need to be that shocked. My belly is full, there's stew on the stove, and the freezer is fully stocked. So, if you want to earn yourself 30 quid tax-free, two hours doing whatever is needed, and have a nice cup of tea, conditions apply for those that reply. Vegans are fine, but not if corn-fed. I'm veganable, it's true, so heed what I said. I realise there'll be many beating a path to my door. Don't show me your credentials, I've seen that shit before. I'll interview you all, one at a time, provided you form an orderly line. And of course, for the British amongst you, orderly line means get back in the queue. Anyway, back to the bedding. I discovered something new. Well, it was for me, at least, even if it isn't for you. Instead of fighting the duvet cover, I laid it on the bed, applied logic and quantum mechanics, and talked to it instead. It agreed with my logic that fighting me was a total waste of energy, so came 
to a sum of magnificent proportions, so duvet and cover had symmetry. So, in future, if I accidentally eat my cleaner, that's if anyone applies, of which I merely lampoon, or perhaps even satirise. Changing the bedding using quantum, though, is as easy as eating fries. I Enderscum take your fucking meds, it's 18 o'clock. Well, now you know what time it was that I recorded it. And I had better stop and take my meds. Ah, oh, that's better. I'm completely medicated now. You know, like good old pharmaceuticals. So that brings us to Seize the Day and Designer Kids. Say goodbye to birds and bees. Here comes a thing you can't conceive. Down in the lab on Christmas morn. Unto us a chest tube child is born. It is immaculately conceived. It must be seen to be believed. The kind of breakthrough you'd expect. From the wise men down at Biotech. Goodbye, fairy, cripple, and yet get a clone of your own designer kid. Kids, no doting mother ever had creative by selected ad. We're the market leaders in the race to privatize the human face. We cracked the code of the chromosome with a logo guaranteed on every bone. Goodbye, guesswork, fanny or dick, biotech, select the sex you pick. Mix and match for color and size for the ears of a prince, a Einstein's eyes. And if you got a gene, the future needs selected ad will bank your seat. If you got a gene that didn't ought to be, there's a free vasectorist direct. To me. Goodbye, curse of bloody motherhood. Those labor pains are gone for good. There's no danger, there's no fuss with a new designer uterus. Designer girls don't reproduce, they're just for recreational use. Selected for servility with a lifetime money back guarantee. Goodbye, pain and bothersome bugs. Hello to a body with built in drugs. Hybrid flesh that'll never go bad. Created by Selected Ad. Selected Ad comes to you from the fathers of the atom bomb. The Chernobyl genocide as best. Goodbye, world gone horribly wrong The march of progress marches on Delivering strength, delivering joy In a blonde and a blue-white bargain boy And if that infant later on Says foster daddy, where did I come from? Say a room, a womb, a whiteboard lab The brainchild of selected ad Goodbye, conscience, chicken and cow Get a burger with a protein now Beefsteak culture growing on a shelf The meat cattle cook and meat itself There's a Big Mac logo, kids love On the wings of a new designer dove A factory forest and so much you know, idea what shit's in store Goodbye, ancient mystery The call of the wild is history Will we that indigenous sperm With the aim of a spark designer germ Select the hot shop that we need For a cleaner, leaner, meaner breed A gene elite in a righteous war To waste whatever was on earth before Goodbye, evolutionary tree We have beavered away in secrecy Labored and brought forth the sun The immortal polymerized The one with the perfect skin Perfect skill to his father's perfect will On a world forever in his control A playground for selected souls Goodbye, gullible homo sapiens You believe your deceivers were your friends Trust it us to change your lot Tell you lost the only lot you've got Selected, I would like to thank The cream of the cream in the donor bank And on your mother's grave we swear Though we have left you in the lurch 
we shall not cease from our research till we can resurrect the toss of the Fuhrer whose idea it was. Two, three, four. Dai dee dum dee diddle diddle ay diddle ay dum doo dum dee and may. Dai dee dum dee diddle diddle ay diddle ay dum doo dum dee and may. Diddle ay dum doo dum doo dum day. Diddle ay dum diddle ay dee and may. Diddle ay dum doo dum doo dum day. Diddle ay dum diddle ay dee and may. Well, as I said earlier, I've been scratching about running out of poems, you know, with all of these shows and about six poems in each. It's like 60, 70, 80, 90 poems even. That's way more poems than I've actually got. So I just make them up as I go along. But however, in a drawer, in a cupboard, locked in the cellar, underneath a pile of trash, I found this poem called... CBDBDBD. Looking at lots of recent news, I've noticed a different trend. Media talking about cannabis, like prohibition is really going to end. But I also see another side, and this is what worries me a push for synthetic cannabinoids developed in factories or maybe in laboratories, made in a petri dish something quite abhorrent and smelling worse than fish and then i hear from some vendors of hemp and cbd saying our stuff will not get you high but that's not the point to me they vilify the thc the helpful cannabinoid every time i hear that shit it gets me quite annoyed with thc and the full entourage the difference is clearly massive. Without it, your endocannabinoid system will only be working on passive. My research tells me that CBD blocks CB2 transmitters. So when they exclude the THC, you're merely counterfeiters. I agree that CBD is a place amongst the full entourage, but ignoring the other cannabinoids is canna-sabotage. So kindly stop your rhetoric, it really isn't funny. Or carry on telling your big fat lies and rake in your dirty money. I know not all the vendors are here to make a buck, but those of you who are doing that, I hope you run out of luck. They'll sell you oil that's only fit to fry a couple of eggs. They're the ones I'm talking about, and they really are the dregs. There are many honest vendors, and some I know quite well. And then there are spivs who would sell their own kids to make their profits swell. So I hope all you honest vendors will listen to what I just said. Get rid of the line, ours won't get you high, and put that shit to bed. It was invented by clever spin doctors to keep prohibition in place, then passed to unscrupulous people who would clearly lie to your face. And I know that CBD can be good, and some people sell it with pride. But for those of us with cancer and stuff, it wouldn't even touch the sides. Knowledge is spreading and people are waking. I hope all of you can soon, soon part, be partaking with decriminalised cannabis use available to all. The taxes from sales just wouldn't be small. It could make lots of money for our struggling NHS and bring other revenues in to help all the rest. Billions to help our crumbling economy. Grow your own to help everyone's autonomy. With climate crisis, life as you know it is very much in peril. 
The end of society is looming and soon everything will be feral. Or governments ignore the facts and the truth, even when they are shown indisputable proof, hemp in the fields for food, oil and more, ending the need for another world war. But how do we come to be in such a stew? Don't look at history books, they lie to you too. The people in charge are a tiny percent and they are blatantly crooked, twisted and bent. They own all the media and keep governments in their pockets. They act like the aliens who came here in some rockets. Okay, I realise that's a stretch of the facts. So I'll bid you adieu in my tin foil hat. So there you go. That was CBDBDBDE. And now it's time for another song. I wonder what it'll be. Tudor 
from the great rock and roll swindle. Now, because I've run out of poems, I'm going to give you a part one of The Six-Legged Spider of Memory. The Six-Legged Spider of Memory, part one. Brought to you at great expense and a lot of candles. If you ever wondered how you got to be so clever, you may be surprised to find out that it was the work of a spider. But not just any spider, no, the six-legged spider of memory. How this came to be is a long story, but it began one sunny summer afternoon way way back at the beginning of history on that sunny day florence the spider set off to the park to do creepy crawly things with his spider and insect friends including some of his best friends who were members of the anthill crew and the crawly bean mob they had a fabulous day playing musical webs and blind bugs bluff and many other such tiny games followed by a marvellous picnic of dandelion wine and freshly baked crumpets with buttercup spread. After all the fun, it was time to tidy up all their mess and go home. That evening, well, actually, kind of early hours, as it took so long after all the park needed to be perfect, Florence the Spider arrived home at the Spider House, opened the spider door with the spider key and went in. Exhausted after such merriment, he sat down in the spider chair in front of the spider fire, lit his spider pipe and was about to curl up and read the spider book when suddenly he knew something was wrong. So he jumped up and looked in the spider mirror, counted his legs and found he only had six. That isn't right, he thought, as I usually have eight. What could have happened to the other two? He was always quite a forgetful little spider, which some of his friends said was to do with the contents of his spider pipe. OK, at this point, I think it's fair to say that one or two of you may have got the impression that the spider was female. I'd further like to point out that that is a very namest thought. I'm sure that's the word. Anyway, back to Florence. He decided he must have left his legs in the park, and although it was now very, very dark, went back to the park to look for them. He searched high and low, but there was no sign of them anywhere. We really did a great job of tidying up after us, he thought, much better than the huge two-leggers that also used the park ever did. He then went to the Ant Hill Clubhouse to ask if anyone had seen them, but nobody had. It was the same with the Crawley Beans, not a sign. Defeated, and a little saddened by his failure, he went back home to the spider house and cried and cried and cried till he fell fast asleep. The next morning he woke up to the sun shining in through the spider window, which made him smile and immediately vow to never be so silly and forgetful again. He wondered what could have happened to his other two legs and imagined they were for sale somewhere in a spider leg shop if there were such a thing. He had been about to start his new job in the back room of the local web-woven blanket store, but for that he needed the other two legs or his weaving speed wouldn't be good enough. So he looked through the job section of the spun, his newspaper, for some other sort of employment, but there was only 
highly skilled work, nothing going that he was qualified for. He couldn't make slug trails, and the forest cleanup was all covered by the ants. The next day, he had his stroke of genius. He would go to the library, known in his world as the Knowledge Centre, and learn everything and become a teacher of stuff. Why the library, you might well ask? The reason is simply that that's where the clevers have put all the books with all the stuff about stuff in them. So off he went to the library and built a little spider tent. You know those things we all call webs? Well, those are spider tents. Hidden from view and only ever partially in our dimension, spiders have constructed grand colonies where all eight-legged creatures are welcomed. Now they are webs, a place where all the knowledge of everything ever past, present and future is stored. Us humans, if we've ever heard of them, call them the Akashic Hall of Records, but that's way into the future of our story. So that was part one of The Six-Legged Spider of Memory. And if I remember, part two will be next week. And if not, well, the week after perhaps. Next song is um, uh, The Price of Oil. By who? I have no idea. Because it says Billy Bragg on the label, but that isn't true. Sundays, holidays, vacation time, we must be ready every day, all the time, to do the right thing if the atomic bomb explodes. Duck and cover. That's the first thing to do. Duck and cover. First, you duck. And then, you cover. You duck and cover. Tight. Duck and cover under the table. Let's keep going, keep on living. Urban, keep on repeating. 
यार तुम्हारे बेचते रहे तुम्हें तेल के चश्मे खींचते रहे जज्बों को डालक सींचते रहे गुरबत को जगह कर कर्जे में रखते हो सांसे कब्जे में Before them, 
in the 5th century was the Anglo-Saxons, wasn't it? Bloody Anglo-Saxons coming over here from Northern Continental Europe. The Anglo-Saxons with their inlaid jewellery and their ship burial traditions and their miserable epic poetry. Once again, that about wraps it up for me. I've been, you know, thing me, bender scum again. And um, the show was, whatchamacallit, bender drivel as always. And it's just time for the jingle. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. Hello everyone. Thank you for listening to Angela Lapatina Presence on Radio Illumini. Broadcasting from McAllen, Texas. We will be bringing topics like spirituality, ancient civilizations, ufology and more. Also, we will be inviting special guests to discuss different topics from arts to geopolitics and politics. Along with great music from all around the world. Let's go. (laughs) 